gotta change the music up. I've got about 30 days. I need like to change the music for January 1 or something. Time for new, new tunage. New tunes. New tunes, man. New tunes. Yeah, definitely got to do the music or something. Actually, I'm trying a different mic now. I ended up getting a secondary mic. Uh, some of those sales, Black Friday sales. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Black Friday stuff and some new things. But I picked up an inexpensive uh, pod mic that goes kind of pairs with my system for anybody comes around, secondary interviews. And I might even use it mobile, but I wanted to try it and see how this mic sounded. Sounds a little bit different than the other one. It actually operates a little different than the other one. It seems like it's more like you got to be right here on it and you got to be like DJ'd out where the other ones you could be a little bit back for and they're more roomy, you know, they're wider, a little bit different. So how was everybody's holiday? Good Thanksgivings, good stuff. Hope so. Yep, everything's good. I had a little turkey. I'm actually marinating um, some uh, turkey legs right now. I'm going to have some uh, turkey legs. And then uh, talk about a couple things that I picked up. Uh, one right in front of me, and it's sitting right here. The Trigger Cam. Trigger Cam. It's out of South Africa, but they're selling it from Box to Bench Precision in um, here in the U.S. now. It's a $400 unit, and it's a through-the-scope, but it's not as elaborate as... Uh, the, uh, you know, phone scope stuff where you have to actually turn. I got to find like the perfect spot where I need to be like right about here. Um, the phone scope. So you, you know how you got to kind of like, uh, line up, adjust, you get this cage and then you put your phone on your rifle. Well, this is, is really just a tiny, it's heavy too. self-contained little steel unit, uh, takes an SD card and it'll, it'll Wi-Fi and Bluetooth to your phone and, and works pretty well. And what it is is it, it has different uh, inserts, inserts. Um, I, I'm, I'm playing with this mic. Um, inserts with the uh, internal to go over the back, the ocular of your scope. And um, it's out of. Tr it's called Trigger Cam. Uh, and again, Box to Bench is selling it here in the U.S. But um, it, it's it's simple, you know. And it's you take it on, take it off. You don't have to rig it. You don't have to do anything. The video's a little bit better. Um, it's, it's HD right on the edge, 720, 1080, uh, depends on how you use it kind of thing. And then, like I said, you can go through your phone or you can self-contain and there's an SD card, a micro inside that you can use, which it works out pretty well for everybody. Right. And, um, I don't know. I think this is going to make some of the videos and through the scope a lot easier because I don't have to rig a system, you know what I mean? And, and the rigs really turn into a problem, especially when you swap stuff. But um, no, I think this will be a nice little uh, a little addition uh, trigger cam. And um, like I said, it's 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 about three and a half inches long and about the same height wise because of course they all have the the rig, the camera rig, and everything on top. It's a periscope type system, and it it, it again it, it has a, a really simple lock to it, and it's a much easier solution. It'll go to your phone, and you could do all that. So that was the first thing that I got in. The other thing is the Victor Company. Victor Company. It's been like a buy thing. There's a couple. I'm gonna go over. A couple. Yeah, see if I turn my head, it takes. I guess that echo pan effect. So uh, this mic needs you to be right on top of it. So, um, yeah, the, the, um, the next thing is the Victor Company, the AX 
handguards, which the M-Lock and the updated. So if you guys have an AX chassis or an AX rifle system, anything like that, they Vic, Michael Victor, uh, he grew up actually with my girl Kim here. Uh, Colorado guy, lives in California now, precision rifle shooter, competitor, does the Titan 22 stuff. We actually did a podcast with Michael Victor. If you go back in time, you can go find it, Michael Victor Company, and listen to that stuff. But his handguard is really kick-ass. Um, it's very similar to the ASR. Uh, funny story with that. So we go to SHOT Show, and the ASR, of course, is coming out from AI. And, and there was all that program, and everything's changing again. I was just talking to guys that the Army programs are all, like, up and running and changing again. Uh, typical, you know, who knows. But anyway, so AI is coming out with the ASR at SHOT Show 2019. Michael Victor has these hand guards for an AX, and it's almost identical to the ASR without even knowing it. It was a similar track system. And, and you know, it's funny because Tom takes that stuff pretty serious. And uh, he was in Mile High's booth, and Michael Victor comes down, and he wants to kind of present it to Tom because he's, he's an AI fan guy. You know, like me, man, we're, we're fanboys for AI. And, and even though I don't talk about him as much like that anymore, trust me, I'm like a massive AI fan guy. And so um, we're doing that. And, and Tom's like, mm, it's the same as what I just made. And, and, and again, Michael Victor didn't know. And it was funny. It was, it, was, it was like this tense standoff, but there's this like tongue-in-cheek hint behind the scenes. So it was pretty cool. But so I got the hand guards in from Michael Victor. Uh, I swapped it on my AX. Really like them. They have the Arca rail built in. They have M-Lock flush cups built into them. They're a really good improvement over the key mods. Of course, key mod kind of lost that M-Lock versus key mod, right? Or key lock, key mod, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and so... Uh, they ended up, that that system lost out. Let's just put it that way. And so what we got going on here is the, the new uh, Victor Company handguards. And I'm really digging it. So it allowed me to swap over some bipod stuff. It allowed me to do a few other things. And, and it's a good-looking handguard. So those all came in. And actually, one just came in uh, yesterday that I'm going to swap out for my Valkyrie. Because my Valkyrie's in an AX chassis, right? So I got the big horn action. I got the Valkyrie, and, and I have all that stuff. Uh, so I'm going to switch that handguard off. We're on the Sage Green. And, and I think I'm going to be running Michael Victor's handguards, man. I'm, I'm really, really digging them. Other thing that I did, and this was sort of pre-Black Friday. Um, I went on a, a, a little... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting everything ready. Like right now, I'm in the middle of... Um, 2020. You know what I mean? I got dates. Uh, the tread proof stuff is up. So if you guys are interested in the tread proof, which I'll get into in a minute, but I'm in the middle of, of, of revamping for 2020. You know what I mean? I'm trying to simplify. I'm trying to put things together. That was one of the things with this mic is do I take a better mic on the road? Although I don't think my mics are bad. And I was almost thinking of putting a little kind of Pelican briefcase together of equipment that I might need um, when I travel, when I do the classes and things like that. And in that Pelican briefcase, I was thinking, 
you know, there's some data book stuff. There's some, um, you know, precision rifle related things. And I re revamped my data book that I talked about with tactical notebooks. Then um, I was going to put some podcasting things. And I'm actually looking at something video wise too. There's a couple really small new video cameras that came out so I can get better film. I could do GoPro it. And, you know, I'm not adverse to the GoPro thing, but at the same time, I don't think it's awesome. I just think it's okay. But I really should be putting a little bit more effort into the GoPro system, and, and maybe I will. And, and that might be where I, I go in that direction because I do want to do a better job in 2020 of video. I need to do a better job on a, on a bunch of things. Um, you know, when, when I'm out traveling and I'm getting these classes and I'm doing that stuff, it's, it's one of these things of getting your feet under you. You know what I mean? It's like, well, how do you get your feet under you? What do you got to do? What do I need to travel? And, and we're getting more requests than ever before for classes. So this is kind of a natural progression to go into the classes. And then I'll talk about all the Coltac stuff I bought because I went to Coltac um, over there. And great dude, great stuff. All came in. Um, uh, wind flags and, you know, like material wind flags you could put on your tripods. I got the tripod legs, the uh, the padded kind of like uh, uh, molly uh, pieces that you could put on the tripod because I'm going to start mounting some things on the tripod. So there's the tripod leg mounts that are there. there there's um, the wind flag stuff that's there. I got some rear bag and some bags that he does. He has all kinds of great bags. I mean, it's very similar Armageddon gear. And, and it, you, know, you know, go light stuff and this. It, it, so... I basically did a pretty big Coltac order of nylon in, in, you know, he did a great job, got it all sent over to me. Um, in, in, I haven't even busted into the box really just cause it's, I'm, I'm in a process right now. I'm doing my 2020 stuff. Uh, add, add things and, you know, uh, advertising. Uh, I got talked to Scott and everybody. So I'm going to, I'm going to have an ad guy out there. If you're a company and you're looking to do ads and things, we're going to have that all for you. It's pretty much ready right now. I just have to put it out and make sure it's all good. Um, so I got to get the banner ads up and running for 2020 and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, the other thing is again, this, this sort of positioning myself and, in, in getting everything ready for classes. So we got two sets of classes, and, and I was in there today and, and working with Brett right now on Treadproof. So let's talk about the Treadproof classes really quick. So there's a March 13th through 15th Precision Rifle course um, there. There's a March uh, or April, April 20 to 22. We're going to be doing so for our courses right now. We got March 13th to the 15th in Treadproof, and we got... um. April 20 to 22nd in Treadproof. And then we're going to be backing up. The NRA is in Nashville this year, 2020. Next year, this year, coming up. So we're doing a class around it because Mark and I are going to be at the NRA show with Treadproof. Uh, Doc Maurer is uh, talking there and has an in and, and gives a, a keynote speech on his terminal ballistics and different things. So we're going to be backing them up because they're going to have a presence. And uh, Mark and I being the precision rifle guys for Treadproof, we're going to be hosting a class right around there. So if you want to kind of, you know, back up your training with a trip to the NRA show, and, and 
we noticed, I did anyway, the NRA is actually getting big. I was never really big into going to the NRA show. I've never been to an NRA show. And what we're noticing is because SHOT Show limits so many people, you can't come in, right? So if you're listening to my podcast, you want to go to SHOT Show, you need an in to get into SHOT Show. NRA doesn't do that. And it still has a very similar SHOT Show format and feel, just on a little smaller scale, and it's built around the NRA's uh, annual meetings and stuff. Well, we're seeing that more people are actually putting and releasing product at NRA because it gets, um, you know, eclipsed at shop. Precision Rifle last year sucked at shot. You know what I mean? I got my stuff for shot. I'm going to the Mirage and the whole thing. And and so it, it's weird because, like, I, I went last year to shot for, for that, and, and there wasn't, you know, anything worth a damn Precision Rifle-wise. It was almost a complete waste of time. So now you saw guys releasing, like, Night Force release the NX-8 at shot. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. There's re- products being released. So we got those treadproof classes right around there if you're interested. Um, I'm meeting Mile High on Friday. Friday to go over their classes. I gave them the preliminary, preliminary, preliminary dates for um, what I'm looking for for classes next year. I don't, everybody's asking me about like level twos and things like that. I don't know. I don't know what the system is, what's going to be at um at Mile High. I don't know what level of equipment and things. I mean, in order to do a level two for me, at a minimum, I need a mover. My mover got misappropriated. Somebody has it. Happened after the 2015 match. Never got it back. Um, one of those spillover deals. Uh, they decided to keep it. And no matter what, they just, Basically, took it away and never saw it again. So, um, I need a mover. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to do the classes without having that mover system. So, right now, we're dealing with PR1s again. You know what I mean? And, and so, that, that's what, uh, what we have on tap for them. But I am sitting down with Mike, Diane, Randy, and I'm going to be going over everything Friday so I know everybody, I'm getting emails, people are like, where do I find it? There's only 2019. It's like, yeah, we just ended the classes like two weeks ago, dude. It's like, give me a break. I mean, we're doing it. And, but I get you got to put in your time and your schedule, but by blowing my email up, trying to get me to commit to a date for you, is it, 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 I got to put all of these pieces together. I have to balance Alaska. All the Alaska stuff's up in Sniper's Hide. All the dates and everything that we're doing in Alaska's classes. Okay, so I I have to work around the Alaska travel. Then I got to fill in the mile high travel. Now we got tread proof travel. Then I got to talk with Mike and those guys and Josh and everybody at Altus and fill in the Altus ones. Okay, so it's a case of putting all these into place on top of like, I got to go back to gun site now. AI is going to gun site in April. I got to go there. So I'm actually going to be going like straight from, uh, you know, tread proof to gun sight and, and, and that kind of stuff. So it's all putting these things in place. So you got to be a little bit patient with me when it comes to putting the classes down. Where are you going to find my classes? 
Sniper's Hide, right? So you're going to go to Sniper's Hide. We're going to do that stuff. Mark's got the Facebook page for Alaska Precision Rifle. We also have an Alaskan Precision Rifle page on Sniper's Hide. So we'll get a complete Sniper's Hide, Everyday Sniper. I'll put it in more than one place. So it's popping. So that way you guys can see, you know, you got what's going on. Everything's good. But let us manage our our time a little bit better it's not a case of like hey let's have a class and you know you got to look at dates and availabilities and travel like mother's day right so there's you know there's oh can't have a class on mother's day oh can't have a class on this day oh can't have a class on that day so it's 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 a little bit more logistically i mean when you when you think about it i got you know like three weeks of classes in Alaska that have to be managed. I got another one a month, so, you know, like seven times. So that's two weeks of classes at mile high that have to be managed. Then I got to put in space for some Altus stuff and try to look at scheduling because we don't want to we don't want to make redundant trips. You know what I mean? If we can get away with it. Then I got the Minnesota class and I'm talking with Eric and everything up there. So they want us back at um Gopher Hills. We'll be up there again this year. So there's a lot of classes going on. There's a lot of stuff happening out there. And in um, you know, on top of that. But uh Black Friday came around. We announced to the Prime stuff. You heard Jim's interview. That's going really well. You guys are stepping up. You're seeing the value in it. We're getting really, really great feedback with that. Now to tease it. So, a, what is it? Dollar five or something, and a dollar fourteen for six five Creed more per round. Put it this way: we talk about a dollar per this, dollar per that for round. So. A dollar fifty around is thirty dollars a box. Okay, so that's some way you can look at this. So if we took a, a bullet and if you if you bought it and it cost you a dollar fifty per round, you're going to be paying about thirty dollars a box. Which, when you balance everything out, thirty is pretty much right in the middle. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that twenty five dollar zone, especially in Creedmoor. Um, but then, you know, you look at some of the federal and certain things and 308 and stuff. We'll go up to about $32 a box. So you're between 32 and, you know, uh, $24. Well, this is coming in at a buck five and a buck 15, roughly, buck six, buck 14, something like that. And, um, you know, that's a huge, huge discount for people. So Jim's got the, that's live. If you go to Sniper's Hide in the equipment or if you go to Sniper's Hide form in the group buy section, you can get access to the uh, the prime mile, the, the prime group buy. Now, I just spoke with Jim yesterday at length. I really think the next one that's going to come out is going to be the GT, dude. We're, we we got the logistics all there. We got everything in place. It's looking pretty good. I think you're gonna see Prime Factory Six GT as the as one of the next offerings. He also has access if any of you ELR guys three seven five and there's discussion of component stuff because um the US Prime is Peterson. Okay, there's there's a component element that can be managed here like brass at that can be combined volume wise with the deal the, the uh ammo the the factory ammo stuff 
So they're offering factory ammo, volume, discount, you know, reduced cost. Well, if you combine that with some component stuff like brass, you can then lower the cost for either or to take care of both sides of the house. So if you're a reloader, you can go to the prime and get the brass, and that's going to probably be coming down the pike pretty soon. And then if you're not a reloader, you can get the factory ammo at huge, huge discounts, right? So um, take a look at the prime stuff. Take a look at what's going on there. Uh, that, I think, is pretty darn cool. And, and, and just with all this Black Friday stuff, I'm in, like, sales mode. We had monster threads on Black Friday and who's doing what and selling everything. I, I avoided the only thing I bought on Black. I mean, I got some stuff in, but the only thing I avoided for Black Friday or I, I bought, um, I tried to avoid it mostly, but I ended up buying myself a a, a, a Promise hard drive uh, tower. You know what I mean? A RAID unit for video. So I'm anticipating more videos. And, and so um, with the anticipation of video, I ended up getting another drive because it was a pretty good discount. It was the new USB-C, and my old one works really good, but it's a Thunderbolt, and it acts a little funny with the um, adapters into USB-C. So I ended up getting a USB-C that has a pass-through that I can actually then pass through into my older one, and, and then it'll work out really good. But other than that, there were some really good deals. MDT had their big sale, and everybody was out there. I see Area 419's been throwing emails out and getting sales, and uh, it just seemed like a pretty productive Black Friday for people. Um, like I said, I've been working and managing and getting the site ready, and I got to do some things. I'm trying to get them to redo my front page. I found a way of a front page that I like uh, from the company that's been doing my theme. They have kind of a bridge, and I'm, and I'm looking at that. But, man, the other thing I want to talk about, and this was on my mind earlier, and I'm going to get into this uh, just kind of coming in from out of the blue. 338. So... I'm working with Jim. I'm talking about ammo. We're, we're looking at the prime deals and where can we go and what directions and different bullets. And we made that post on Sniper's Hide that, that we're, we were looking for feedback, right? And, and there was a huge, great discussion on reloading and different things. But then we're looking at calibers and we're saying, well, what's your wish list? What do you want? And I'm noticing more people were asking for 300 Win Mag. And kind of like is getting back into favor and we were talking about 338 and honestly I'm a bigger fan of a 338 than I am of a 300 Win Mac I think a 338 has a has a has a better recoil pulse it's a push not a snap I think it, it, it has so, you know, the bolt faces are there, the whole thing. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, here comes the controversy, man. 300 grain bullets ruined it. 338 was up and coming, rising star. It is like, if you look at it, it, it technically would have been the ultimate sniping round in the 250 grain variation. Okay. The 250s were awesome. They are awesome. They work awesome. I love a 250. But none of you guys listening to this wanted to shoot 250s. And as soon as the 300 grain bullet came out, your eyes got really big and you started drooling on the side of your mouth. And you're like, 300 grain bullet. 
0.8 BC. And it's like, dude, it's 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 not right. It's too heavy a bullet for that casing. And so now it's like, well, what about 338 Norma? Because you're going to get that 50, 25 feet per second more. Well, what about this? What about that? And so now everybody wants, if they hear the words 338, they want to do 300 grain bullet. Big effing mistake. Okay? It does not work as average. It ruined it. You guys with the 300 grain stuff ruined the 338, in my opinion. In Here's the deal, man. 285 is as heavy, is as heavy as you can go with a 338. Lighter is better. Think about this. Everybody wants to do PRCs. Everybody wants to do Norma, 300 Norma. They're, they're all looking at these 30 cal variants. Lighter bullets. 220, 225, 230, right? 220, 225, 230. If you recoil a 338 next to a 300 Win Mag, they're pretty damn similar. Like I said, I like a 300, a 338 better than a 300. I think a 300 snaps, and it's snappier, and it's a flinch factory. I think you can teach people better, although I don't want you doing a 338. It's a connoisseur gun. It's a, it's a tool, wrong tool for what most people are doing, but okay. But if you wanted a big Magnum, to me, the 338 was king of the hill. Not anymore. That 300 grain bullet, yeah, man, it's got a good BC. Yeah, it's going to hit harder. But, like, look at the factory prime. And this is where I came into it. I said to Jim, I'm like, dude, where was the muzzle velocity with Ruag's 338? About 2650 to 2700? Way too slow. That gun needs to be 2850 to 3000 feet per second. If you're putting a bullet in that's putting you at 2650 to 2700, you're 200 feet per second too slow. It's no good. It's not going to work the way you want it to. If you go a lighter, better bullet, it'll work better. Okay. Instead of doing 230 max like on your 300, if you do 250 to 265 to 285, you get that extra that you're looking for that's going to carry you out. We got guys talking about shooting a mile, and the 338 is, is an afterthought because they ruined it. The 300 grain bullet ruined the 338, destroyed it made it into a second-class citizen when it was at the top of the sniping food chain. 250s, dude. 250s. It was made for that. That's where it's designed to be. That's where you want to go. If you got something up to a 285, great. Solids, things like that, no problem. Solids are going to be a little more, but they're going to work better. I'm telling you, I've shot like gun sights class, with 235 grain solids in a 338. 235. Rockstar. Hello. Okay. Heavier is not always better. This is, I'm going to go back in time. Remember I spoke about, well, if you're not getting the speeds, right? This is a speed thing, man. Here, here, uh, 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 so here's the deal. Here, here, here's what's going on now. Speed kills. Speed wins. 
Speed is the magic ingredient. When you eliminate speed, you're taking away one of the key ingredients in not only your accuracy farther away, but your predictability, which is your accuracy, right? Your predictability, lowering the speed lowers predictability. Lowering the speed lowers your BC, which is thus going to reduce your range, okay? When you look at this, you look at that and you say, where is this going to go transonic? Where is it going to go transonic? Well, your BC is a component in that calculation. Speed is a component of your BC. It's all going to work together. So instead of, and I'm so tired of it, instead of you guys defaulting to heavies all the time, dude, try something lighter for me. You know what? You got winter now. I got foot of snow outside. It's supposed to snow again Thursday. Tons of snow. I'm tired of shoveling snow. And then the town comes and throws the freaking snow right back on my sidewalk, bitches. So here's the deal. You get a number. The number's not great. Say you're 2750 out of your 338, which your 300 grain bullet. Crappy. Reduce it. You're here for winter. You got some time. Load up something lighter. Make something quicker. Go a little bit lighter between that 250 and 285 and make that and put that together for your 338. And try working your big gun like a lighter gun. Recoil's going to be less. It's going to be a nice little push. You're going to get speed. I think 250s out of one of my AIs, my AWSM, I... I, I want to say I was like 3,200 feet per second out of that rifle. Might be 31 and change. That's where you're supposed to be. Holy cow. It's like, dude, lighter is better. Defaulting to heavies is not always the solution. Yeah, if you're inside the range. So let's hypothetical any, any of this. So let's look at where these heavies are. And let's look at where your numbers are. So let's pick a number at 1,300 feet per second. See where your bullet goes 1,300 feet per second with a stupid heavy one. And then ratchet it down a little lighter. And look at that range. Look at where that number crosses. Yeah, heavier bullet is going to carry transonic better. It's going to float a little bit better. It's like a softball, right? You could throw it high, arcing. It goes out there. But fast and zippy, better danger space, good hitting, more predictability, right? If you're above that 1,300 feet per second at your intended target, I usually say 1,200, but I'm going to say 13 this time. But 1,200 is, is like the, 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 the line in the sand, you know what I mean? And if you're above that, your predictability is going to go through the roof, Okay. It's still going to do everything you want it to do. And, and let's face it. I mean, none of you guys are really kind of like long range hunting at a mile. There's a couple of people have been asking about it. And I know there's a few who are doing it, but it's, it's really just like, you know, flipping a coin on the results, but that's, that's you, not me. I'm not, I'm not into it, but it, it is, I get it. And so if I can lower the weight a little bit and increase the speed, I'm going to push my predictability out a little, okay? My overall range might be a little shorter, 
but my predictability is going to be where I want it to be. And we're not going so light. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, I mean, the 300 grain bullet in a 338 is wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's just bad, man. So anyway, that's my take on that 338. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the 300 grain bullet. I don't like the heavy. I, I really think, and in thinking about what to offer and working with Jim and putting some of this stuff out there and saying, well, how do you balance speed? I mean, take a look at this. Burger's got the 130. Prime's got the 130. There's a couple 136.5 variants out there. They do really friggin' good. Nobody warns you off a 130 grain out of a 6.5. Nobody says you have to do a 147. But nobody, and, and there's some weirdness going on with like a 147. There's a bunch of like these weird, you know, uh, that happened to me. This popped the primer. This didn't do it. Your recoil's going to be more, right? The, the bullet's going to, you know, you need to have a longer tube to get that speed back. So now you're, you're, you're kind of like looking at all these things and stacking them up, stacking them up. It's like, okay, well, I got to get the speed back up because I went really friggin' heavy. Well, that means I need a longer barrel. And well, then I got to start playing with powder. I can't do factory ammo because factory ammo is for, you know, a slow to medium node. And I got to be in the high node. Otherwise, I'm not going to get anything out of this. And, and it's like, ugh, it's a hassle. Heavies are a hassle. Think about that. Think about it. Heavies are a hassle, man. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'd rather be 139, 136, 130 in a 6.5 variant than I am 43, 47, 53. I don't want to go that heavy. Yeah, can I? You probably can. You probably can make it change the power. You can, I'm sure you can really play with powders. Like, like I talk about the 185 in the 308. In going with a 2,000 MR powder, I can get my numbers up to the 2,700 feet per second. That's money. A 185 at 2,700 can't lose because we're so used to doing 175s at 2,650 or so. A 185 at the same or higher is going to be better. So, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's an argument to play the heavies that way. But it's going to move slower. It's going to be heavier. Recoil's going to be more. It's going to play with your, your fundamentals and knock you off target a little bit. There's trade-offs, right? But if I'm hand-loading 308 or I'm looking at that stuff, I can do a 185 because I can, I, can, I can play my powder a little bit. 308s are pretty forgiving. There's a lot I can do. And a 6.5 Creed, like I said, 139. One, I'm fine with 140, but still, I, I want a zippy one. I want a 2850 140. Okay, that's that's like the for what we're doing today, modern wise, twenty eight fifty for almost anything is like the sweet spot. If you can hit that twenty eight fifty, most velocity wise, you know you're in a good zone. Twenty eight fifty on a one forty is good. Twenty eight fifty on a, a three hundred grain bullet is good. You know all those different things. It's you need to be there, but getting there is not always as easy. So now, okay, instead of trying to, you know, play mad scientist, back that weight off a little bit. Instead of a 300-grain bullet, do a 285. You know, it, it, it's instead of a 230 to 225. You know, it's, it's that kind of 
thinking that needs to be put into it instead of fixating on 300, 300, 300, 300. You guys ruined it, man. You guys wrecked the, the industry. Not so much the industry help. Don't get me wrong. Like coming out with that 300 grain bullet, but the end user wrecked the 338's status by going to the 300 grain bullet and everybody just friggin' getting on that bandwagon. It's like, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it. And it's like, no, you don't. You really don't. It's a little bit of latency, I think, in this mic. A little bit of latency. So, anyway, um, the other thing with Treadproof is we do have the LE courses. So, LE guys, we're looking at putting those courses on for you guys. Um, I'm going to be talking with, uh, I'm going to be at least working in the LE section of Sniper's High. There's a private, dedicated LE section of Sniper's High. LE military, bunch of guys in there. And um, what we're looking to do in that section is uh, see what buzzwords, what things do you need to help sell a class or sell training that you can go to training to your superiors. So what words resonate? is what we're looking to do. So if you're in the Podbean app, if you're in the Sniper's Hide in the form and you don't want to put it on the app, what what elements of a course description resonates with your superiors in order to make it an easier sell for them? I know money's an issue. We, we reduce the cost of the LE. It's not the same as the civilian stuff. And, and we try to make it as easy and simple as possible. There's um, post-accreditation coming through Treadproof and all that stuff because they have that sheriff's connection. Um, the doc's a sheriff, and, and we could bring the sheriffs in, and you have to have one on site for their post-accreditation. No problem. You need a, you need a test. Okay, we got a test. Be a quiz. Um, so that stuff's no big deal. But So we talked about that today. So there'll be some accreditation for you guys who want to take the LE course. We're going to make sure that's in place for you. But we do give you your, your numbers and things that you need. Any course you take from us, it'll have on the certificate, or we can write the letters if you need it that said, you know, I have X number of hours of professional instruction. Uh, we, we, we understand you need uh, documents for your records. And so we're making sure that's in place for everybody. So make sure you guys go and check out the tread proof, and then let me know just what keywords and buzzwords you want to use and, and what you think is, is good. Oh, all right. Well, um, Coltac, man. Coltac's got some cool gear. This trigger cam. I'm digging on the trigger cam. It's so much easier to just slip it over, tighten one little screw on the bottom, and you really can almost get away with not tightening it with certain um, ocular, the magnification rings, the way some of them are. Like, I've been playing with this on that Arkin. Um, you know, cause everybody's into the arc and right now I did the tracking test and it's a $500 scope and it tracked a hundred percent, you know, the reticle leaves a little bit. I don't mind the reticle. There was some people bitching about the dots and the reticle and stuff. I'm fine with it. I think it's a cleaner open in the center. So I had no problem with the reticle the way it was, but I get it. It's not optimal, but it's $500 scope, you know, make do. Uh, so I've been playing with it, with the trigger cam with that. And, and doing all that stuff. And then, again, putting together all the tripod stuff. Everybody's asking about the Colorado Tripod Company. It's in refinement mode. They're in, like, Gen 2, Gen 3 mode. There is a post on Sniper's Hide in the forum. Just search. We got the new Threadloom search and the whole thing. Search engine works really good in the forum. Just go type in what you want. But if you put in Colorado Tripod Company, they are there. 
They are talking. They are giving updates. Stuff takes time. I get it. You want to spend your money. You're like friggin', you know, again, drooling on the side of your lips there. Like, oh, I got money for a tripod and I want to spend it, but I don't know on what. Frank, what do I do? And um, that's, you know, it is what it is, man. You got to let this stuff. I would say for shot January, blah, blah, blah. That's probably when it'll be ready. Uh, we already played with the initial prototype. It was great. It worked really good. We asked for two changes, maybe three changes. We wanted a uh, we wanted a positive stop and go on the on the tensioning. They're looking at making it so the tensioning can fold down, and then we're readjusting the adjustment the lock for the Arco Swiss part, and so it's adjustable for out of spec rails. We have rails out there that don't necessarily work on everything and like if you ever really write stuff like I do what happens is you'll put this rifle in and you'll have movement and slippage slippage um so there's no way to tension it the Colorado tripod company one that we're doing or I'm not doing it but that they're doing will have a tensioning so if there's an out of spec rail you can tighten it all righty all right, guys, I'm going to next time around this week, I'll get into your questions and comments and I'll start doing all that stuff. But uh, again, thanks for supporting the site, the Black Friday stuff. It looked like it went really well for everybody. Thanks to Coltec for getting my stuff out. Box to bench precision with the trigger cam. It's pretty kick ass. And then the scope stuff we're going to be looking at. And then Michael Victor's. Uh, AX rail again really dig that rail it looks good if you go there might be a picture or two running around one of my social media things I it's on the rifle and I put it up I know I did the training videos with it um the rifle in my training videos and I got one I've got to edit today or tomorrow I'll probably do it today um that I'm going to put up on tripod stuff um uh, I just did training video on a, a big detailed rear bag one I did uh, another one on like you know target sizes and what you should be doing with that, you know, like one inch at a hundred, two inch at two, three inches at three, six inches at four, six inches or so, eight inches at five, 10 to 12 inches at six and, and where your training sizes. So I did a video on that and, and kind of looking at it. I'm looking at, I'm still playing with the qual, like uh, Thomas Hoglin over there um, in Norway he, he has like a marksmanship qual for 500 yards in, in where you are. So I'm kind of looking at a qual and, and I'm playing with the short range qual, long range qual. So I'm doing like a, a 600, 800, 1,000 yard right now for guys. We had a question about people um, who don't have access to ranges like that. There's a couple people out there that only have like 400 yards and in, um, which is typical in the U.S. and other places. 400 is pretty, pretty standard. It's usually like 300 meter. So, you know, you're at that 330 and change. And, and so in there, so there, there's questions that have been coming up. Well, what do I do to practice when I only have access to 300 yards? And that's where some of these standards come in. Yeah, do this. Yeah, do that. You know, do a one inch dot here and make sure they're all in the black. Do a two inch dot here. Make sure they're all in the black. When you get to three, make sure you got three out of five in the black. And, and so there's some things that I'm working on. And, and you'll start to see dribs and drabs of it coming out. But I, I 
am putting the initial stuff in the Sniper's Hide online training section. You can go into Sniper's Hide forum. Up in the top in the middle in the navigation, there's an upgrade button. And it's like 18 bucks a month, you know, less than a box of ammo. And you get access to the 60-70 training videos that more keep going up. And I'm, I'm adding another one today or tomorrow, uh, depending when I finish editing it. So there's that. And, in, 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 um, you know, if you guys are interested in the online training section, what you see a lot of guys do is they sign up for, for you know, 30 days, maybe two months. They'll watch them all and then they'll they'll cancel it, which is fine because the turnover the turnover moves and people watch all the videos and then they go okay, you know some guys blitz through them and binge watch them. Other people kind of trickle through and practice them. And I'll watch this, I'll practice that, and then when I'm good at that, I'll go to the next lessons. And you know, there's there's different people address them in different ways, and then some just want to support the site. And for eighteen bucks a month, they're happy to do it that way. So we'll get guys that. When they say, hey, how do I donate or support the site or how do I do something for what you're doing out there? I tell them just to sign up for the online training. That supports me. That's not a lot of money for you. And you get something back rather than just giving a one time or whatever donation type of thing that doesn't really, you know, puts it in my pocket and says thanks. But other than that, but there is a donation button, too. If you want to do a $20 donation, um, there's that uh, thing. But, you know, nobody really uses that that much. But I, I, I do think as far as when people ask me that question, the online training is the best way to support what we're doing. And so um, it does give you back. You get to watch videos every month, and, you know, we put out a new one each month. So that's cool. I'm editing it up now. Now, 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 now. What is that? So. All righty, guys. Hey, man. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Everyday Sniper. Sniper. Finally, like the Zippa guy, right? Zippa. So, how many guys watched that Irishman, right? So, I got, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust them up too much, but it's pretty funny because I got guys from back east and everything and, and, and they're calling in their, in their lap. That ain't how that happened. Joe Gallo got killed by this guy. Right. And so they're all arguing that De Niro's character and the Irishman didn't do it. He was probably there. You know, there's a lot, but there's there's the dudes, the, the the family. It was funny. One that I grew up with, he's fan, right right around. He lives right around the corner from my parents' house back when they were there. You know, and the whole thing. He's got his own wiki page. I was like, God damn, that dude's got a wiki page, man. He's a mobster and shit. He's got his own wiki page. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, wow, mobsters got wiki pages now. But um, yeah. So the Irishman's been been one of those. Com- you know, it's slow. It's three and a half hours. I thought Pesci was the best character in it. Those guys, those are the one. Like when you're around everybody and you're growing up with them and all that stuff, it's different. But it, it's funny because if you watch Pesci's character, that's sort of the guys I remember. And when they say something, it really matters. But they're really just kind of sitting back and playing puppet master, but not really speaking a lot. And when they do talk, it's like, that's when most people are listening. It's like, oh, damn. But I, I really kind of, it resonated with Pesci's character more than some of the other ones. Although I, I ended up, you know, it is what it is with, with that. But it's just funny. My, but my phone was blowing up over the holiday. You see that? That guy didn't do that. This guy did it. And it's like, all right, whatever, dude. And then there's there's like off like with anything forums and pages and wiki stuff that are all people are all into it and they discuss it. It's like so and so 
Some of it's trying to solve murders, I guess. You know, that's kind of a cool thing. Is that, you know, these guys were whacked and nobody knows who did it. And so there's people like on these boards all trying to figure out who was there and did what and who ordered it. So it, it, it's kind of funny to, to when I was looking through at some of the things, it was like, oh, because uh, said everybody calling me up, they're like, do you remember something? I'm like, not really. And then you Google them and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember them. And that's when I Googled them. I'm like, holy shit, he's got a wiki page. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of it. I'll get some new music going pretty soon, too. I know you guys are sick of the music. Time to change some of my effects out. <laughs> And we are out of here. You guys have been awesome. Learn for the DJ. This is like a DJ vibe. Scuff your face right up against it. Got to talk to. Sounds like a long thing. Really weird. All right, I'm out. <laughs>